Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of Strength and Bonds, an Async Twilight Imperium podcast. I'm your host, BLT, and I really appreciate all the feedback I got from my last episode. It was really supportive, really appreciate that. People were ignoring the mistakes mostly, giving some good feedback, good ideas for different segments that I could try in the future, and you know, just encouraging me to, to try this, so thank you very much for that. One of the big things that I heard was that podcasts are better when you have a couple of people bouncing off of each other. You know, it's not just one person. I definitely hear that. I'm trying to ease into this first, trying to figure out some of the hardware and technical issues before I you know, have a co-host or, or something like that or a guest on here, but I do want to eventually do that. I'd love to introduce more people to the async community and just get different voices on here, which you'll hear from people besides the sandwich. Uh, if you want to join in on this show sometime, just let me know. If you want to nominate somebody that I should talk to, let me know. Uh, someone that maybe you want to hear from just in general or about something specific, I think that'd be really cool. And I will, again, slowly start figuring out how to uh, make that happen. I realized the one thing that I think would be cool to hear from people about either just on Discord or or here on the podcast is just how they got into asynchronous TI. It's kind of niche. Uh, I don't know if that's an understatement. I mean, the game itself is pretty niche, and here we are wanting to play it basically by text message. So I just briefly will just share my story. I don't really remember all the details, but I think someone posted on Reddit that there was this thing called Twilight Wars, which is another way to play asynchronous TI. That's actually fully kind of like a, like a, like a, uh, it's like an app. It's like a, I think it's browser based, but you know, it, it enforces rules. It's, it's more scripted. It's not in discord. Um, and I tried that for a while. I thought that was really cool that I could finally play Twilight Imperium without having to dedicate an entire day away from my family and stuff. Uh, so I played a bunch of games there. And at some point I f- heard that there was this Discord version, which I thought was interesting. And I came in, I tried it out, and I remember leaving. <laughs> I don't remember why. It's <laughs> something about it was too complicated. Or I don't even think it was the commands because I don't think I even joined a game. Maybe I wasn't sure how to join a game. Um, I don't really remember that. But then at some point, um, Space Cats Peace Turtles did an episode on Asynchronous TI. And that gave me, I guess, the confidence to come back, try it out, and... Uh, it stuck that time, and so here I am. I think it's been basically a year that I've been a member of the, the Discord community, and I'm you know, I'm a huge fan, obviously. So I'd love to hear from others why they got into asynchronous TI, async TI, why they're still here, that kind of stuff too. All right, let's jump into a couple of segments for this week. So one thing I might try to start doing, depending on the week, is to have an update on the Ixthian Watch channel. So this is, again, um, Ixthian Artifact. It is an agenda, and that agenda says uh, four. The speaker rolls one die. If the result is six through ten, each player may research two technologies. If the result is one through five, destroy all units in Megatol Rex's system. And each player with units in systems adjacent to Megatol Rex's system destroys three of their units in each of those systems. So that is Ixthian Artifact. Um, and again, so there's a channel called Ixthian Watch Channel in the Discord where any time a game hosted on Discord has Ixthian Artifact come up, it will show all the votes for, all the votes against, all the writers, and then you know what the actual die roll is. It's very cool. And so I want to talk about that a little bit. So. <laughs> One thing that's been interesting is I, I think that there is, well, I'll just say for myself, I feel very strongly that Ixthian is something that should just bring us together. 
you shouldn't writer it. You shouldn't put, you shouldn't vote against, even if you're the one on, on, on the Mechatol Rex and you have a ton of uh, chips there, ton of plastic, ton of cardboard. You should just vote for, and you should give people a chance to get those two techs because tech is what's fun about this game. And, you know, again, I didn't even read the against, it's just nothing happens. It's just a complete waste. So, again, you got to vote on four. And my whole theory, my whole thing is, if you vote for, even if it's going to affect you, if it blows up, karma will work out for you somehow. Um, so as a couple examples, I've had a game where I was SAR. I took Recital Rex round one, and either round one or round two, I don't remember, but XTN came out, and I said, look, I'm voting for, I'm doing it. And, uh, you know, that one came out, and most of my stuff was on Rex, but I didn't care. And it came out, and we got our text, and that was fun. Um, wasn't in another game recently where it just kind of ended up that I ended up on Rex's Muat like much earlier than I normally would go. And this came out. We all voted for, and it blew up. I lost, uh, I don't know, almost 20 resources of plastic. It was a war sun in most of my early fleets, so again, it's just most of what I had. Um, but I just think this is important. It's just like, that's how it goes. You know, this is what the game wanted to us to experience today. <laughs> so that's what I think, uh, that's what I think about Ixthian uh, Artifact. One thing that I think happens a lot too is like in that game where everything did blow up, people respected that I was like, you know, I, I, I didn't write or I didn't uh, try to vote against it and try to get out of it. And they let me get the tech, the tokens before someone took Rekatal Rex next, <laughs> you know, and actually it was an eight player game and no one wanted Imperial. So I even got an Imperial point off of it before uh, people moved off. So or before people moved in and took it. So anyway, I just, I'm, I'm, I, this isn't just something I say. I really think you should always vote for on Ixthian. Um, but I'm noticing a lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot of against, a lot of people putting uh, riders on on four. So anyway, that's my bit on, on you should not do that. But that being said, we have a couple uh, large explosions over the last week that I thought would be kind of cool. So PVD 12, 19, 1, 2, 1, 9. Cabal was on Rex. Everyone voted again for it. Was there were no riders, no no heretics, and they lost. Um, so, you know, salute to you, Cabal. Game twelve nineteen. Uh, another recent game, eleven twenty five, had even more plastic on Rex. It was Arborek, and they lost twenty six resources. Uh, but you know, Arborek voted against, so that's what you get. That's karma for you. All right, I'll keep people updated on the Extend Watch channel. I always get kind of a kick out of that. Next, weird game mode of the week. Somebody reached out and was just uh, wanting to hear, you know, what are some of the weird different game modes? Because, you know, we have Franken, we have different homebrew things. The weird game mode of the week that I want to talk about this week is, I guess, called like spinning rings. Um, so Starber put this, this game together. Every round of the rings rotate. So try to imagine this. Uh, every round, the outer ring, it's a normal map otherwise, but every round, the, other, the outer ring rotates three tiles. And the inner ring rotates one tile. And so basically like the outer and inner rings spin together, uh, basically like one slice over. But the middle ring rotates two in the other direction. So again, like one slice over, but the other way. So it's, it's just it's just chaos. Um, and your home system doesn't move. So, you know, we just finished round one and suddenly I'm surrounded by other people's planets, other people's stuff. And my stuff's over right next to someone else's home system. You know, it's just—it's just, it's just absolutely terrifying. Um, I did prioritize drafting Titans. I don't actually love playing Titans, but 
I thought that would give me a chance to stay alive, <laughs> especially once I get my hero on my home system. Um, I also managed to get integrated economy from uh, Joel Nahr on research agreement round one. So I am excited. I think maybe I have a chance, mostly again, just to survive. I'm not actually sure about winning this one, but I think big thanks to Finn for coding this up so that we don't have to like just swap a ton of tiles every single round. It's, uh, it's automated at this point, so very cool. Okay, another new segment this week I want to do is called Tech of the Week. People love to have hot takes. They have their opinions about tech. They love, you know, whatever tech that they love. Um, and so, you know, why can't the sandwich join in? Why can't I also share some random hot takes? And that's right. I'm going to do it completely randomly. I, I have my physical deck uh, of tech cards in front of me. And I'm actually going to draw one randomly. And I'm going to tell you how I feel about it. There are no faction techs in here, but all the unit upgrades are, are in here. And I'm just going to tell you how I feel about the tech of the week, which is Graviton Laser System. All right, Graviton Laser System is a yellow tech, one yellow prerequisite. You may exhaust this card before one or more of your units use Space Cannon. Hits produced by those units must be assigned to non-fighter ships if able. Extra notably starts with this tech. Um, I think the most notable thing about Graviton Laser System is that you don't have to research it anymore in Prophecy of Kings. In base game, if you didn't have a yellow skip and you really needed two and two, or you really needed to get transit diodes or integrated economy, which are fun, um, you needed Graviton Later System because that's what it was, but now you have other options. <laughs> you can you can get Scanlink, you can get Predictive Intelligence. Um, all these are better techs. I think PDSs are mostly bad, um, and Graviton makes them less bad, but you can still plan for it. You, know, you can still just bring some extra destroyers or something. That said, if you've got a Jolnar at home, and they're kind of winning, and they've got a PDS grid set up, and so they're going to be firing, you know, five, six, seven shots of PDS on you if you try to go in there. And they can re-roll those dice, and they have Graviton Later System. You know, you're, you're going to, it's going to hurt <laughs> to try to attack them. So is it, is it, is it bad? Uh, yeah. Is it situationally good? Sure. Um, you know, there's times it comes up, and I certainly get terrified when people have it, and I don't. So, so that's fun. But um, not too much more to say about Graviton Later System. Except that I'm glad that I essentially never have to research it anymore. Um, although I am in a game as extra right now, and it is going really badly. Um, my whole goal with this extra game was to try to prioritize secrets and objectives and just try to score as fast as I could to get my hero unlocked, and then you know maybe try to figure out plastic and other things after that. My first three objectives in order were two and two colors, two techs and two colors, two attachments, and two unit upgrade techs. And you start with one yellow as extra. And I finished round two with no points. <laughs> so um, maybe that's why I'm also not feeling so hot on Graviton later system. Uh, tech of the week. All right. One last segment before I go ahead and some updates from the server is weird rules thing of this week. So this is not really an async thing, so we'll see if this one lasts. Um, but on the main TI4 online server, Sigma noted a rule talking about the agenda phase and says some, this is 8.22 if somebody cares, some game effects instruct a player to predict an outcome. 
To predict an outcome, a player declares aloud the outcome they think will receive the most votes. And so Sigma was, was, was specifically asking, you know, you know, if, 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 if the writer is supposed to, you know, that's the thing with like writers, a technology writer, imperial writer, you know, you, you declare aloud an outcome. And so here it's saying the outcome you think will receive the most votes. And so his point was that if someone plays a card like confounding legal text, which lets somebody become elected even when they didn't get the most votes, votes should that writer actually still trigger on the thing that got the most votes because of this, this rule here. Um, and I think that everyone was in agreement that this is just trying to make the rule uh, sort of make sense conversationally or whatever, rather than uh, actually being the rule. But it gets better. So Phantasma pointed out that by a strict and very stupid reading of that rule, you could never play a writer on a result that you think will not win, such as to dissuade people from voting for it further. <laughs> and that just, uh, I just thought, I just thought that was the greatest thing. So if you, if you have to, if, if, if predicting an outcome means that you have to declare the one you think will receive the most votes, you could not put a writer on two different outcomes <laughs> because you, you can't actually think that they both are going to get the most votes. I'm sorry, this is really dumb, but I just, I just got such a kick out of this, uh, this stupid game that we love. All right, let's get into the home stretch. So these are some just various updates from around the server. We've got the Async Tournament 2 update, game 18 finished. Bowfire, congrats to making the semifinals. Bowfire won with Empyrean in red roadblock. Uh, Argo Control, who was in that game, typed up a long description from his point of view on the Tales of Async channel. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Nalu had a very tricky gambit uh, to try to win that game and it it worked except then ghost somehow put a wormhole in nalu's home system and got nalu off of eight ships and you know basically when making empyrean <laughs> um using dimensional splicer so again that's that that was a pretty cool story to read but definitely go check out uh that in the tales of async channel and congrats to bowfire for making the semifinals all right, the last game number I saw launched at the time of this recording was 1360, so about 27 new games. Um, it's less than a week this time. I need to figure out my recording schedule. I think Fridays might make the most sense, even though I did it on Monday this time, so it's kind of a short week between episodes. Uh, we'll see where I settle. But since I last looked, about 27 new games, and I counted 16 finishing since the last time I looked. Um, so again, just, just very cool to see how much activity here. Recent bot updates are actually kind of quite a few things going on. So we just had Halloween, and Somno, one of our admins and also a graphics expert, has been really busy lately with some cool Halloween-themed updates. So if you were in a game with War Sons over the last week, you might have seen that one of them had like a jack-o'-lantern face on. Uh, even better, there were different kinds of faces. There were smiley ones, scared ones, sad ones, <laughs> angry ones. Um, also, and I, and, I, and I did not see this one. I saw the War Sons in my games, but I did not see the asteroid field that suddenly had been completely replaced by cucumbers instead of rocks. Uh, so that was a couple of fun Halloween goopy things. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for stuff like that all the time. Uh, and not specific to any specific holiday. There's always these, uh, occasionally these, these destroyers who will show up with like little googly eyes on them. And so that's always really fun too. Definitely keep an eye out for that. How about these kind of Easter eggs that the devs throw in for us? There's also another cool tech update from 
uh, from Samlo. He pushed, uh, well, Samlo did the, the graphics, and so there's an update now. If you're playing as the Three Systems Compact, which is a faction from Discordant Stars, the homebrew pack, um, you're allowed to spend planets if nobody owns them yet, like one per round or something, I forget. Um, and so now there's a cool raccoon icon on all the planets that haven't been taken or already spent uh, if Three Systems is in the game. So you can kind of keep track of like which ones are actually available to do that. So that's that's just fun. Thanks for that too. Uh, finally, we're seeing a lot of issues where people on iPhones are having their buttons like not working. This is definitely some kind of iPhone thing uh, connecting with Discord. We're not seeing it at all on computers. You know, of course, I have an Android, so I'm not having any issue at all. But they are working on this. And again, if you're having issues with that, it's not really the devs. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing what they can do, but this is something on the Discord side. So just in case you're, you're seeing it. Finally, I just want to give a quick thank you. I kind of mix this up every week is my intention, but this week I just want to give a thank you to anyone who subs into games. You know, it's kind of it's kind of thankless sometimes. You know, you someone leaves a game for whatever reason and they're looking for a sub, and someone volunteers to get in there and, and just try to carry it to finish for everyone else. And you know, it's weird coming into a game where you haven't been involved. You don't know what all the relationships are. You don't really know what's happening. Maybe hard to get invested in it that way, but. Again, just broadly, really want to thank anybody who's who's subbed into a game. It makes a big difference for the other five or so people who are in there. Okay, that is episode two. Really appreciate everyone listening in. And like I said, I'll just keep working on this, eventually getting to a point where people can join in and celebrating bringing together this async TI community. 